Welcome to the Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast, featuring Ted Ings and his distinguished guests. Each week, you'll gain valuable insights to level up your game in retail automotive's fixed operations. This episode is brought to you by BG Products, partners beyond products. And now, here's Ted Ames. Welcome back to the Fixed Ops Roundtable. It is a great pleasure to welcome back Lori Halter of Charisma Communications, a great friend of the Fixed Ops Roundtable and the entire retail community. Lori, welcome back to the Fixed Ops Roundtable. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be back with you guys. Lori, you do so much for the industry. I, your your content, your PR reaches, I mean, it has tentacles, it reaches everywhere. You, and you've got great quality stuff. So congratulations to you on all the success that Charisma is having in the marketplace. Thank you so much. And you know what's funny about that is we always say, clients always say, like, how do we know when we're successful? And I say exactly what you just said when people say, we just see you everywhere, right? That's the key. <laughs> and you're also very instrumental. I don't know whether people know it behind the scenes with a lot of companies that are on the fixed ops roundtable. Quantum Five comes to mind. Our good friend John Traver comes to mind. My Karma comes to mind. Okay. Yeah. And so many others, you know, that uh, I haven't even mentioned, but you do a whole lot for the industry and making sure that everybody's message is on point and yes. uh, looks and sounds good. Well, the, anytime I get anyone new on, I say fix ups roundtable is your first stop. That's where mm -hmm. you need to be. So I think uh, there's a reason for that, Ted, and it's the quality content you put out all the time. Well, thank you. So here we are. We're in the middle of November, maybe six weeks left in the year. We're going to talk about five ways to make 2024 your most successful yet. There's a lot of change happening, Lori, in the industry on yes. the variable side. A lot of things, you know, a lot of forces at work there. And yeah. I think there's going to be even more focused on fixed operations, you know, moving through 2024 into the future. What do you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think what we've seen in the last couple of years, specifically with fixed ops, is it's the powerhouse of your entire store, right? I think people more knew that before, but more so we've seen that the profits that come from the fixed ops side are greater than anywhere else in the dealership. And I think we have created kind of a situation, unfortunately, as an industry over the last couple of years, where we maybe haven't been as good to the customers as we should be because it's been so easy to sell cars. Well, it's becoming harder and harder now that inventory is flowing back on the lots. And so fixed ops is really going to have to continue to pull the heavy weight of the dealership over these next couple of years. You've got some great topics for us today. I looked ahead at some of them and yes. they really are common sense things that make you know a whole lot of sense to the dealer and to the yep. bottom line. So I want to see if you can share some of those five ways okay, to, to yeah. share with us today. And uh, you know, where do you want to start with that? Let's start with one of the top stories I heard. This is out of Paragon Honda this year. And I do want to say that all of these top ways are verified by dealerships who have used them. So none of this is pie in the sky. This is all things that I've personally seen over the last year. That is Paragon just did a recall campaign for their customers that brought in $300,000 in a month. Now it's Brian Benstock. So as we all know, Brian is amazing. Part of this is just him, right? And his intellect, his innovation. But they created an outgoing recall campaign, not only saying bring your cars back in from the recall, but then also developing from their BDC an opportunity to upsell on different services and maintenance products. And like I said, from this one thing, I think the total was close to $350,000 for the month. Mm -hmm. So if I think if your dealerships are looking one way to either finish 2023 
strong or start 2024 strong, think about a recall call campaign, reach out, whether it's through your BDC or, you know, this company specifically used AI in order to auto kind of reach out to those folks and then follow up by phone calls. So that's like maybe the top way of all the things I sent that I think that they can create nice profits for this end of the year or beginning of 2024. And recalls, you're right, are such a great opportunity when handled properly. And you're you're also right, I'm seeing AI now creeping into the recall, into the way that it's handled. But when you look at all the technology in cars today, especially the last seven or eight years, these are really computers on wheels. And there's so much, okay, that can that can go wrong, okay, with the technology. Yes. So recalls are a great way to bring that customer back. Benstock is a wonderful operator, magnificent yep. operator. And that's a big number, 300 plus thousand. That's a huge folks. number. I mean, I was shocked when I heard that. And like I said, even Brian is a fantastic innovator, but like even for Brian, you know, six figures in one month is is pretty impressive. I believe it. So, okay. All right. So recalls. And by the way, our friend, we mentioned in the green room, we're talking about Ed Roberts. Ed Roberts has found that on his, because as you know, he's the king of mobile, right? Yes. And, and growing, okay. In that mobile arena, but so much can be done mobily, you know, going to the customer and doing, I think Ford has said that, I think is it 70% of all recalls can be handled on a Ford mobile service truck. So Ed is capitalizing on that and some of the incentives that Ford's got also on, on recall. So, you know, this is right, actually perfect, perfect, perfect transition into one of the other five ways, which is pickup and delivery and mobile. And so Ed is like the king of that, like you're saying. I mean, I really think, and then going back into like what we're talking about from a customer service standpoint, we really have not done the best job over the last few years. So pickup and delivery and mobile service is one way that the dealers can really, really amp up both loyalty and profits this year. Traver Connect just came out with an amazing new product that they've created kind of this web of partnerships behind the scenes for pickup and delivery. You know, there's some other companies that I've heard of that are really starting to pick up on this mobile pickup and delivery wave. And I really think these white glove concierge services are gonna continue to gain ground in 2024. I think what happened is we created a lot of this during COVID, right? And during the pandemic out of necessity. And if dealerships think they can now kind of pull that back and not offer those anymore, that's not the case. We've already proven it can be done. Customers are waiting for this to come to them. And I just heard the other day, Amazon has started this. You heard this? No, I haven't. Amazon has started a mobile pickup and delivery service. So guys, if you don't think Amazon's coming for your service customers, they're already there. So I think that pickup and delivery and mobile both from CSI. And when we talk about successful, it's successful for customer loyalty, but also think of the OEM CSI credits. Yes. These dealerships can get back. So your CSI scores are really going to become more and more important as we move forward. What I'm hearing on the CSI front, Lori, is that the dealers who are going out and performing those services outside the dealership, going to get the car, whether it's to bring it back or do it in the driveway, the CSI scores are through the roof. Okay on mobile and on service pickup and delivery. And really, when you think about it for a second, I mean, nobody really gets excited about, I'm going to go to the car dealership tomorrow morning. Bring the car. As much as we love them too, right? But I'll give you a quick example. The other day, I took my car in to be serviced. I thought it was going to be, uh, what was it? It was going to be my winter tires actually put on. So I thought it was going to be a tire changeover. They call, I had to Uber to the place because I didn't have an appointment. And they said, come on in. 
by the time I got there, it had gone from an hour and a half wait to a six hour wait. So then I Ubered home because I had expected that I'd be going home with the car. Um, and then they called me midday and said, you need new brakes. I mean, so it was if I had had the option of someone coming to either do the service in my driveway or saying, we'll come pick up your car, take it to the dealership, get all the services done and bring it back. It makes sense why CSI is through the roof. I would be thrilled if they had done that. As as end result is like, I had to wait till my teenager got out of school so he could drive me back to get the car. I mean, so I think, you know, mobile pickup and delivery is just a no brainer. And and dealers who are into it, like Ed, like Brian Benstock are finding that it also cuts down on the need for loaner vehicles and the, the, the transaction of having to check that vehicle in and out. All right. So we've got recall campaigns, number one. Okay. Yes. We're loving that. I'm totally on board. Number two, service pickup and delivery and mobile. Okay. What else you got? Okay. So the other thing we just discussed, and I'm jumping all over the place, but AI, we talked about how AI can be so successful, right? And when we talk about AI, it's interesting because a lot of people that I speak with think that their AI is coming for their jobs and nothing could actually be further from the truth. AI needs people to run. So let's talk about some interesting ways I've seen AI used. I think it's been used in noise reduction for videos, for some of the service videos. It's also, yeah, so that's really neat. It's been used, one way I saw being used so interesting is creating professional responses from your service advisors. So let's say someone's texting Mm -hmm. and they say, when is my car done? And your service assistant says, uh, it will be done at six. Do you need it sooner? Let's say that. AI will now say, you know, we've had a look at your car. It's back in the service drive now. 6 p.m. is the suggested time. Is this efficient or, you know, is this okay? Or like it'd be even more professional than, I think it's so interesting that it's being used to professionalize our technicians and some of the service advisors when they're having communication back and forth. And then the third most interesting way I've seen AI used is for a customer, what they call sentiment. So it can grade immediately an exchange over text calls or anything as good or bad based on the words that are being used within that call. So if a call has gone sideways, your general manager or service manager can come in immediately to fix it before it gets to the next level. So I think just AI in general, we're going to see so much this next year, the AI front. It's already here, right? I mean, oh, it's here. I mean, it's being used in dealerships today. Yeah. And it's going to yeah. grow and it's going to yeah. pick up a lot of steam and it's going to get better and better. And And some already have it down. Okay. But you're you're totally right on that. So, all right, I'm, I'm in on the recalls. I'm in on the AI. And by the way, some of that affects the recalls as well. Yes. Service pickup and delivery. Lori, convenience factor. All right. You mentioned earlier what happened a couple, three years ago. I can't go back. There's so many things now yeah. that are convenient that come to me at home. I right. don't want to go back to go into the grocery store. I don't want to go back to that. Exactly right. I like when they deliver this stuff. So I don't think consumers are going to go retreat from that either. Yeah, they've already seen it. We've shown we can do it in automotive. And so we can't say that it, we've got to figure it out. We already have. We've already shown that it can happen. And so I think the dealerships that aren't doing that are just really going to be left behind this next this, year. This is great. All right. So we got yeah. three of the ways so far. Let me give you a fourth that is so interesting. And I love this one because it's kind of a, it's kind of a way that you can save money in order to profit your your line bottom line each year. And this is surcharges for credit cards, okay? Mm-hmm. I know this is like a very specific detailed point. Our friends at My Karma help with this, by the mm-hmm. way. If you are able to create surcharges, if you're able to know the surcharge of credit cards and flow that through to your customers. 
some of the clients that are working with my karma and other providers are finding $20,000 a month savings from getting back those surcharge fees from the customers. So that's a super easy, just really like, if you want to make 240,000 more this next year, then really easy way to do that is start creating surcharges that go to the customer, start putting the surcharge on the customers for credit cards. And you know, the whole payment scenario is changing because most service bills, mm-hmm. I think 99.9% are paid by credit card. All right. When people right? pay for their vehicle and service, they pay with a credit card and it's archaic the way it's been done up until now where someone has to physically go up to the cashier window, yes. present the credit card. They may have questions on the bill. So the, the whole payment platform, if you will, is ripe for disruption. And we're seeing that exactly what right. you're talking about is one of the big ways there. as well. You are exactly right. And that actually ties in very well with this whole other trend that wasn't even on my mind for this segment, but is, is just making it ease of use from beginning to end. So how can we create online experience from beginning to end? And you're right, going up to the cashier no longer makes sense. Most people are able to just tap, do square, pay for it online mm-hmm. at the time of their appointment. So that all, you're right next disruption is coming with the payments and the end process after the service has been done. And I know you have hard to believe, but you have teenagers at home. I would imagine that they're paying for things. Um, my daughter is 22 now. And, you know, yeah. we, I started using Venmo a couple of years ago, but oh, yeah. we're to see new ways beyond the credit card to pay for things. So that's, oh my gosh, you know, too. totally. My 16 year old daughter just the other day got a Venmo account so she can pay back her friends so they can use one credit card when they go out and they all just Venmo each other to repay their portion of whatever they got. And I'm like, brilliant. I wish we'd have that when I was younger. <laughs> like where you're going so far. So we got four great yes. ways. Okay, so number five, I'll give you five and then I'll give you a bonus. You actually are getting a bonus today too. Five, this is so cool. I don't know if this is even profitable, but I just like this story. More and more service companies are looking for technicians, right? It's really, really difficult to find technicians right now. I've heard so many stories that have come out this last year. Automotive News has done a bunch of news about this, about companies creating training programs for their own tech to find technicians. So they're finding, you know, children in foster care. They're finding children at the local high school. Northwood University, I believe, just put something out about this the other day where, and then they take them through a technician training program and then hire those technicians back at their dealer. I just think, like I said, I don't know if this is to make them more successful, but I love, I love seeing this trend because you're watching kids who need jobs, giving them a great education and then pairing them up for an industry need, which is really a win-win across the board. Lori, I think a lot of people outside of automotive don't know what a great career automotive could be. And I think we all have to be, all of us have a responsibility to be advocates for what a, a great earning opportunity and what a great growth opportunity automotive could be for any person, young person, male, female, regardless. I agree. I mean, it's such a great, and when I talk to people about hiring, they say, you know, I didn't want to go into automotive. I, a lot of people got their jobs, not by knowing it was automotive, by being sort of like tricked into going in for the interview. And how do we change that dynamic? We've got to change that around because it really is such a good industry for people to get their foot in the door. All right. You said there was a bonus too. Okay. There's a bonus because here's the deal. We can't leave my friends at quantum five out of this equation, right? So the bonus is just, you know, training and training, not only training, but training our staff. I think most training companies need to get out of this idea that they go for a couple of days, they train and then they leave, right? That's not working anymore. 
So when I say training, there needs to be virtual training. There needs to be in-person training. There needs to be, you know, for instance, Quantified has an app behind the scenes that helps keep that training fresh, keep it sustainable. So I think just umbrella over all of this for success is training, right? And it's so old school. I know it's not exciting. It's not AI, but it is Uh what helps make companies successful. And they're a disruptor. Quantum 5 has disrupted the training industry at a time when we really need training. So they've applied a lot of technology to that. So great job to our friends, David O'Brien and Sarah Van Tyne and the team there at Quantum 5 and Tony, and they're doing a great job. So They're all doing a great job. And we like saying they're disrupting by bringing the human back into the equation, right? So it's kind of a play on words. Like the disruption is bringing the human element back into the process. What does Sarah say? People first, right? Yes, they have a very people first philosophy that if you if you take care of the person first, this is actually a great, I'm giving you a great close to our segment, Ted. If you take care of the people mm-hmm. first, you will be successful, right? No matter what, like all of these points lead up to take care of the customer. To bring. All right, everybody. So if you are in the automotive industry, you have a service or a product that's in the automotive industry, and you want to break out and get your message out to the masses and do it the right way, Lori Halter is the person to speak to. She works behind the scenes. She has a company called Charisma Communications. You could see down below her email scrolling below. There's a phone number there as well. Lori mm-hmm. Halter is behind some of the most successful marketing campaigns in our industry, many of which are fixed ops. Not all. Okay, but tell you what, she's really helped a lot of companies get their word out. She does a great job on the PR side and on the communication side. And Gloria, we're very grateful to you at the Fix Ops Roundtable because you've made a lot of introductions for us as well. Well, like I said at the beginning of the segment, I just think so much of you, Ted, and what you've built, and I just really appreciate the opportunity to be on. Thank you so much. Lori, thank you. And on behalf of the Fix Ops community, I want to wish you and your family, those teenagers at home, a very happy <laughs> Thanksgiving next week. And uh, This is my absolute favorite time of year. Thanksgiving's my absolute favorite holiday, so I could not wait. All right, everybody, reach out to Lori Halter if you have any questions in terms of marketing and getting your word and your message out and making sure that your message is crafted properly. It's worth the time to have a conversation with Lori. She's the best in the industry. So, Lori, half of the Fixed Ops Roundtable, thank you for all you do. Thank you, and happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Lori Halter, everybody, from Charisma Communications, here today at the Fixed Ops Roundtable.